Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Uh, Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. And I want to thank everybody for uh, listening, however you do that, downloading or, um, you know, if you're catching our clips on YouTube or however you're doing that. Uh, one thing I'd like to ask, if if it's not too much trouble, if you could uh, leave us a, a nice review, five stars. It really helps us out, gets those downloads up, uh, makes it, it easier for people to find our show. And uh, that such, it just kind of keeps this network going because uh, right now we don't, you don't have to pay for it. And hopefully that'll continue to be the case. You know, you get the odd ad here and there, but uh, one thing that, you know, it doesn't really take too much time and is really, really appreciated is if you can leave a, uh, leave a review for us. Um, and as well, if you're, uh, if you really like what you're hearing, um, consider joining the Fike Media Patreon at uh, patreon.com backslash Fike Media. Get all the best uh, coverage in MMA, boxing, uh, pro wrestling, a lot of pro wrestling uh, on there. Um, basically get one show a day with, uh, you know, hosts like uh, Mike Gilbert and J.D. Oliva on the Impact Show, uh, Kevin Ely and James McDaniel on the Dynamite Show. You get John LaRocca's podcast, you know, from the mind of a booker. Uh, we occasionally have special episodes on there. We haven't had any lately. Robert Silva will will uh, you know review the big boxing shows. Garrett and uh, John have their uh, uh, Raw ninety eight, which is soon to be I think WCW ninety eight that they're going to be doing next year. So yeah, lot lots of cool stuff on there. So uh, check that out. Just five bucks a month. Uh, you know, price of a, a specialty cup of coffee at Starbucks, as they say. And, che- cheaper than Twitter verification. Oh yeah, don't give me. Yeah, well, that was nice while it lasted, eh? <laughs> are you not going to pay that twenty dollars? Are you? No. Um, no why? Neither. I. Why? There's no value. Like no, I, you know. Not. Yeah, and and as far as I can see, like it's like a gimmick to just get everyone verified. I think yeah. <laughs> you know if you're willing to pay twenty bucks, you can get a blue check mark. So, if my blue check a month, a month, not just a month. Yeah, like that's wow. Well, yeah, I worked out. I did the math. It's like. It's about sixty million dollars a year if they even get yeah. like half the yeah. people to do it. Yeah, not not to get on, off on a tangent, but imagine spend, spending forty four billion dollars on something just to run it into the ground as fast as you can. Yeah, I mean that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, or you know they'll do some gimmick like where they say, "Oh, we listen to our consumers and they don't want to do this, and we're not going to charge twenty dollars for verification." Mm-hmm. You know. Like, but I think it's happening, <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm not paying it. So if if you see Ryan and my blue check mark go away, it doesn't mean we're not who we are. It just means we don't want to pay twenty dollars. <laughs> That's twenty dollars a month. Month, yeah. I know it's ridiculous. I mean, unless there was some way to monetize it. Um, did you hear? Um, you know that gimmick, the um, like another tangent, but the um, the super followers gimmick. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've, I've known about that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Brian Alvarez does it, and he puts a lot of good stuff on there. He, he posts exclusive pictures and scoops and stuff like that. Well, he was just saying on his show yesterday that uh, seven weeks he's been doing it, pumps it up, mentions it on every show. He hasn't seen a dime yet, <laughs> and, and he's pissed <laughs> because, <laughs> like, he assumed he's getting all that money, and he hasn't gotten nothing. So yeah, he's he's not happy. Did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's like I think it's five bucks five bucks a month to subscribe to someone's super follower thing. So and I know he's got a lot of super followers. So 
But anyways, we're not here to talk about Twitter, although it'll probably come up. Um, we are here to talk about MMA and uh, uh, not terribly busy week, uh, but there was a few shows. Uh, Ryan and I talked a little bit off air. I stumbled across a combate show on um, our version of Univision in Canada, and it, it turns out it was live. I didn't even know if it was or not because it was in Spanish. I couldn't understand a word, but um, I watched like a bit of the main event of the show and uh, – couldn't even tell you the two guys who were fighting. I think one guy's last name was, I, I you know what? I don't even want to say it because I don't remember. But, um, you know, two young Mexican guys. And they, it was it was all right. It was kind of like watching a contender series. But the the Spanish broadcast where I can't understand anything is so much better than, than the English broadcast where I can hear Juliana Pena for uh, three hours yelling at me. So, But uh, there was a Bellator show this weekend. Um, neither of us watched it. Uh, it was from Italy on uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, main event, uh, Mansoor, who you know we've talked about a lot on this show, beat Adam Piccolotti, which I think maybe he's got to be considered a bit of an upset. Uh, Mansoor, of course, is a French fighter, so hopefully uh, he ends up in UFC at some point. Um, Charlie Ward, another guy we talked about last week, uh, Conor McGregor uh, uh, teammate, he lost uh, to Fabian Edwards, uh, which is Leon Edwards' brother, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, and Saul Rogers was the other kind of semi-decent name on the show that some people might know. Uh, he lost as well, a split decision to Tim Wilde. So, uh, not much else of note on the show um, that I can see anyways. Uh, but uh, you you didn't hear, get any news coming out of this or anything? No, just uh, that man swore, however you say his name in, this is his first yeah. fight in three and a half years. I didn't realize that until after the show. He hadn't fought since like May of 2019. So to come off that long of a long of a break in your Bellator debut in a main event, it's very impressive, yeah. you know, regardless of anything. And Piccolotti's, you know, a pretty good fighter. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised UFC didn't pick him up for the France show, but maybe Bellator had already signed him. Yeah, I signed him um, in like June or something like that. So. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, so, yeah, because yeah, uh, Piccolotti's coming off that big win over Georgie Karkani. And so, uh, yeah, yeah uh, Barn Barnoy Barnoy whatever yeah. however you say it is probably a yeah. name to look out for. Yeah, I mean um, he has four he has four losses in his career and three of them. Uh, one was to Kevin Lee, one was to Masuz Gamro, and uh, the other was to Islam Makachev. So like he's he's fought some very tough guys during you know back in the day. Even the fourth guy is uh, uh, Ivan Bushinger, who's Bushinger, uh, yeah. He never made it to UFC, but he's big name in like Cage Warriors and M1. He's been fighting forever, KSW. Um, so yeah, that's uh, not not too shabby. And of course, the, I, I think Fabian Edwards is a guy that they're probably going to push, uh, especially since as long as Leon's a champion in in uh, UFC. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard Fabian is uh, kind of looking to fight out his Bellator deal and head to UFC, but we'll see what happens there. Yeah, that is not at all surprising. Um, and, uh, yeah, their next show is going to be in a couple weeks, uh, Bellator 288 from Chicago, uh, main event of uh, Nemkov and Anderson, which I believe is the uh, finally going to finish that light heavyweight Grand Prix. Um, Hopefully. In, in, in Chicago, yeah, unless we get another no contest. Um, and, uh, yeah, so with that, we can uh, just hop right into the um, the UFC recap. Uh it was, I mean, it was it was a pretty good show. Um, you know, headlined by a fight that unfortunately ended early, but uh, you know, the first round was was pretty good. 
And then um, Arnold Allen kind of took over in the second round. And even though it was kind of a freak knee injury that uh, cost Qatar, well, I mean, it was at the end of the first round. And then, you know, the first hit he took in the second round, the ref stopped it and rightfully so. But um, I think Allen was kind of on his way to winning anyways, uh, regardless of whether or not that had happened, because he was just kind of picking them apart at range. But uh, it, it was it was a good fight. Um some uh, questionable decisions on the undercard, which we'll get into. Maybe uh, one for sure, and uh, and one fight that just baffled me that I got to ask you about when we get to it. But um, the and you don't probably don't even know what I'm talking about. But uh, tell tell everybody uh, what happened to this main event. Yeah, uh, I mean for the this is I think the uh, this is the fourth time in less than six months that we've had a main event in due to. Due to an unfortunate injury, so so these uh I think that's only happened like nine or ten times in the history of the UFC, but four times in the last what since May May fourteenth, whenever Alexander Rakic blew out his knee. But yeah, first round was it was entertaining. It was fun while it lasted. Allen was picking them apart at range on the at range. Uh, Cater tends he tends to kind of start slow in that first round tends to lose the first yeah. round but comes on strong strong uh as the as the fight goes on so it's just it, it's you just this is one of those fights where you know you don't know what was going to happen i mean alan looked great great the first round very clearly won the first round first round and maybe he was going to cruise to a win maybe cater was going to make it competitive and we we're going to have a back and forth fight it's just very unfortunate how this ends and and this is the second straight fight where you could literally call like a title eliminator fight at featherweight mm-hmm. that ends that ends in an injury so it's just like the, that division i mean alexander volkanovsky is going after the lightweight title title next and there's really i mean josh emmett should be should be the clear top contender at featherweight but with these injuries in the ortega and yara rodriguez fight and now this fight it's it's you know it's kind of a jumbled mess at the top of the division as far as like getting clear to contender top contender i know there's people calling for an interim title i don't think there should be an interim title unless volkanovsky is not planning on defending the title until august or so that's my that's always been my feelings you should never have an mm-hmm. interim title if it's going to be less than a year between title defenses and he just defended the title in july july and by all indications you know win or lose volkanovsky's plan on defending the featherweight title title uh again you know june or july july but uh then again you know that's they always say that until the time comes we've never seen we've never seen a double champion actually defend both belts outside of amanda nunez and we can't really call you, you know the featherweight division of the women's featherweight division an actual division division no. so this would be you know this would be a chore to to win two titles and defend both both titles i don't know that that at all ever actually come to fruition on the men's side but uh but yeah but uh you know just really unfortunate and not much to not much to say about the main event other than that would you maybe put allen against yair i would uh, i would put i would put allen against yair and i would tell emmett to get ready to start getting ready just in case just in case something happens and and Makachev and Volkanovski doesn't happen, doesn't happen in February, and then Volkanovski can defend the featherweight title against Emmett. 
They're- yeah, that makes sense. And then, yeah, and then you've got a clear number one contender out of Allen and Rodriguez, assuming we don't get another freak injury, which – um and and were you in that nine that you were talking about in four this year were you even counting tj which uh, was like the co-main last week no no i wasn't counting that but technically that one didn't actually get stopped because of injury it got stopped because of strikes this one true this yeah. one this one was stopped because of injury true yeah but so. i mean that's another one like it's kind of like it's not exactly the same but yeah uh, you know kind of similar but if yeah this was i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna call call you know an injury leading to us leading to like a ground and pound stoppage i mean there's been more than four True. four this year yeah, in the yeah. main event but like but directly is, like directly, yeah, directly. like when i say yeah. tko injury yeah you know this is four. that was just years. yeah he and and you know what credit to alan you know there are some guys and we've actually seen it recently where there was guys that had clear injuries and the fighters for whatever reason didn't capitalize on them and alan went right after him yeah um you know and uh and credit to him as he should i mean this was an important fight uh alan had that long win streak and uh, i'm sure I, when it was over he you know maybe felt bad a little bit but um you know you do what you got to do um <clears throat> we had a couple split decisions on this uh on this card and i i was watching on a delay so i don't i don't know i didn't i didn't even look i you know i suppose i could look now but um with the uh you know to kind of see what the results were but i think in i think in both cases i had the guy that lost uh w- you know the guy that, that lost winning the fight uh, means was not quite as a you know i don't i think maybe i maybe was in the minority of having means as the winner but i i thought he pulled that fight out and uh but he lost a split decision to max griffin um and then Earlier on in the show, there there was, you know, last week when we did our ROI picks, I said, oh, yeah, you know, Khalil Roundtree always wins when he's the underdog and he loses when he's a favorite. And he was the underdog going to this one. So I said he wasn't an official ROI pick of mine, but I said, you know, put your money on Khalil. And uh, he won, but <laughs> I I think he got a pre- gift of a pretty uh, pretty generous decision because I he arguably won one round. There's no way he won two. And uh, Jacoby was kind of rightfully pissed when it was over. But what, what did you think of that Griffin Means fight? Like I, one of the rounds I know was real close, and I gave I think I gave it to Means, and then I thought he had won clearly won one of the, one of the other rounds, and then one of the judges had it thirty twenty seven Griffin. Well, yeah, uh, well, I thought the second, I thought the third was a. Uh, I think I forget how I scored it. I have to. I have. I know. I know how I scored it. I had a twenty nine. 28 Griffin, and I know all the media scorers had it 20 had it for uh Griffin, so okay, so, so I would have definitely uh, been in the minority then, yeah, you would have definitely been in the minority there. Uh, Griffin definitely won the first round because he knocked, he knocked means down, nearly finished him. Uh, I think this, this, the third round, they both got a bunch of takedowns, there wasn't a whole lot of strike striking in that round. I think that was the I got him pull, I got pulled up now. I should pull up the uh, third round. I gave to to Griffin, but it was a it was a close close round. Second round was close as well. I gave that one to that one to Means, but I thought I thought when you look over all, I thought Griffin won, and I thought he landed okay. better better in the third. So, but uh, yeah, that one that one uh, now Jacoby Roundtree, that yeah. one was a yeah. I mean, I'm. It was a robbery. Well, I'll put it yeah. So I'll just play. I'll say I've watched that fight twice now. Second time, first time I watched it, I had a 29-28 Jacoby uh, winning the first two rounds. Second time I watched it, just out of curiosity, curiosity, I watched it earlier today when I was bored. 
court and had 20 minutes to spare. Uh, I had a 30-27 Jacoby the second time. I thought he won. The, <laughs> I thought he won the third round. I was like, "There's no way Roundtree won this won this fight." And uh, the funny thing is, one of the one of the judges who gave it 29-28 Roundtree, which is a uh, Ben Cartledge, who's a good referee, and this is the first yeah. uh, show he's he's a uh, or good good uh, judge. Judge. This is yeah. the first show he judged judged in Nevada since he got approved. He was also one of the one of the guys who gave the uh, Jan O'Malley fight to O'Malley. So he was already oh. – so, uh, but uh, besides that point, he gave it 29-28 to Roundtree. But he gave the second round to Roundtree, which I thought was the most clear, like, Jacoby round in the world. Oh, like, see, I, I thought – like, I thought, like, Roundtree, I thought he won, like, the last minute of round two. And I thought Jacoby clearly won the first. And then the second, the only way you're going to give it to Roundtree is if you only like remembered the last minute. Because I thought he kind of pulled it out in the last minute. And then the third round was close, but you could give it to Roundtree. Yeah. Jacoby outstruck him all three rounds yeah. by considerable margin. But Roundtree was probably doing more damage. And Jacoby was showing it in his face more than Roundtree was, which sometimes makes a difference. Um, but this was, I mean, this was a gift. Jacoby didn't even really seem all that upset that he lost. It was a great fight. Like, really, really good fight. Yeah, I it's thought. probably the best fight on the card. Yeah, but, yeah, it was it was a gift. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's funny because there are times, you know, when especially when you're betting, that, you know, you have the bad ones. And sometimes you get a parlay screwed up and stuff. And so they all kinds of balances out. And I guess that was two weeks in a row for me where, you know, I picked O'Malley last week and then Roundtree this week and got got one both and made a nice little profit this week. So that was nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was questionable. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about was this freaking Steve Garcia Chase Hooper fight. Okay. What the hell happened to Chase Hooper? Like, I, I like, uh, what? Go, go, go ahead. I, I like I people are saying, oh, great performance by Garcia. Like, you know, sure, I guess. But the, uh, to me, the, the Chase Hooper, like he looked like he shouldn't have been anywhere near an octagon. Uh, I don't know if that was just me, but I'm watching this fight. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like he he couldn't stop anything. He just was running in with his face up and his hands down, like hit me and getting hit. Like, I, you know, he had no defense. He was just he's lost. Like, I don't know if he needs a new coach or what. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets cut after this. He's only 23, but he looked so bad in this fight. Like, in, unless I'm just completely off base. Oh, he he looked bad. He just he fought bad, and I mean he he come he come down he came out not looking all that comfortable on the feet and got rocked really early, and it was just kind of just over from there. Over from there, he never really recaught his bearings, and he tried to he tried to fight a striker, fight a striker who was lighting them up and hurting them. And I mean, that's just, that is just a bad showing for, for Hooper. And he, had, he admitted it as much afterwards on social media, just, just saying like, I just, I just sucked uh, basically. Yeah. I mean, he like, again, looked like a guy that did not belong in UFC in, in my opinion. And I don't, don't remember ever really, I mean, he's lost before, um, but you know, he lost by the, the last two were by decision. And I remember when he lost to Caceres, um, I think we were doing, we might've been doing our show at that point, or it might've been like uh, leading into his next fight that where we talked about that fight. And we had said that that was a, um, a fight that he shouldn't have taken. 
at that point in his career, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, but that was like his second fight, fight as opposed to yeah. Oscar Harris, who had already had 20 yeah. plus fights in the UFC. So that was that yeah. was horrible matchmaking at the time. Yeah, but then you know, then he came back and you know he got the win over Peter Barrett. And then he lost the decision, so he's you know been kind of fifty fifty since then. But yeah, this was just and and it's not like Garcia is a a guy that anybody talks about. I think when they made this fight, they probably thought, oh yeah, you know this would be a nice win for Hooper. And yeah, uh, yeah and he just it just you know back to the drawing board with him. And I mean, he's only twenty three, so I mean, you know, if they do cut him. He's got, a, you know, he could go go on the regional scene, pick up three or four wins, and be right back in UFC in two years. Um, you know, I uh, hopefully that's what happens. But I don't, I don't, I do not want to see his next fight be in UFC after this. But that's just yeah, it probably probably will be. But I mean, this is just not the not the showing that you know he's got a lot to work on after this fight. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, let's let's do <laughs> three stars. Um, I think I let you go first last time, so I will go first this time. And uh, I mean, you can give it to um, you can give it to Garcia if you want, but I'm I'm not. Uh, I will go with Trishan Gore uh, for my first star. He that's a guy who we kind of um, kind of trashed, or I did anyways. I don't know if you did, but you know, saying he didn't really belong in UFC, and you know, he's <laughs> too early. Yeah, he did look bad his first two fights. <laughs> yeah, but not this time. Uh, he came out, looked looked strong, submitted uh, Josh Fremd in the second round, 49 seconds in with a guillotine. Looked real good. Um, I I will go with, um, uh, for my second star, uh, Jung Young Park also got a second round submission over Joseph Holmes. Uh, rear naked choke, uh, you know, three minutes and four seconds in the second round. Uh, nice, nice performance from uh, Jung Young Park. And uh, I, I'll go with um, with a, a Roman Delidze for my third star. I might, might be stealing one from you, but there's not a lot to pick from here. Um, just looked incredible getting the win over Phil Hawes, four minutes and nine seconds into the first. He was on a mission here, and he just destroyed Phil Hawes. And Hawes is a guy that, you know, he's coming off that big win over um, – uh, uh, Duran Win, yeah, and uh, where he looked like unbeatable in that fight, like he just destroyed Duran Win, and here he looked, you know, just Phil, you know, he got destroyed by Roman Delidze, and Delidze is, you know, that's two knockout wins in a row in uh, in the first round, and this is something that he's working on, and uh, big names, Kyle Dalkus in the in the previous one, so I think he said he wants a top fifteen fighter next. I don't know if he's going to get it, but he's probably not that far away from getting it. So yeah, that's uh, those are my picks, and I will let you uh, go with yours. Okay, my first star was was Steve Garcia. We've, we've already talked about, but I mean, three knockdowns. Arguably, he arguably got four knockdowns. Nine thousand yeah. the first, but three three official ones. Ninety two winning ninety two seconds over Chase Hooper. Just mm-hmm. you know, his his back was against the wall. He was coming in off a of, you know, one and two in the UFC with two straight losses. You know, looking at not have, having his contract renewed. So so he got the job done. Get, probably gets a new contract off of that. So good showing for him. My second one was Roman Delize. I mean, him okay. and Halls had a. They were going back and forth at the beginning, and then when it went to the ground. Ground Halls got it to the ground, and then Delite he went for that arm bar, and then he went for that knee bar that looked like it made Halls' knee pop, because Halls got yeah right up and he was having trouble standing, and Delite just took advantage of it and knocked him out cold, just a brutal knockout. So really, really good showing for Roman Delite. And my third star, uh, Marcos Rosario de Lima, he stopped Andre Arlovsky from from winning, you know, you know, from tying Jim Miller. 
Jim Miller yeah. and uh, finished Arlovsky just knocked him down early with a punch and just got the back really quick. Rear naked choke, less than two minutes, just just thrashing. So he's my third star of the night. All right. Uh, yeah, and I can't can't argue with any of those. I, I was trying to come up with, I guess, the the one finish that we didn't mention was Christian Rodriguez. And I'll let you, you know, you can go through the rest of the card and you'll talk about that one first. Yeah, yeah. Um, kicked off with a, uh, well, excuse me, a, uh, well, it ended up being a catchweight fight. Christian Rodriguez finishing uh, Joshua Weems in the uh, first round, uh, four minutes, seven seconds with an anaconda choke. Weems missed weight, but he also took the fight on Tuesday. Tuesday, so you know, just kind of, kind of one of those. Deals. I know they hate when fighters say the, that they could make weight, and and the, these fighters convince them to take a fight on you know five days notice, and then they miss weight. But I'm sure we'll see Weems again. But very good showing for for Rodriguez. Uh, then we had a flyweight fight: Cody Durden unanimous unanimous decision over Carlos Mota, 30-27, and then two twenty nine twenty eight. Durden just really controlled the fight with uh, his wrestling. Throughout, and that was basically a story of the fight. It wasn't much to it. Then we had uh, Steve Garcia knocking out Chase Hooper a minute 32 in the first round. Then we had John Young Park submitting Joseph Holmes three minutes, four seconds in the second round. Then we had Marcus Rosario de Lima submitting Andre Arlovsky one minute, 50 seconds in the first round. And then the prelims ended with Roman Delize knocking out Phil Hall's four minutes and nine seconds in a very impressive showing. Then the main card, we had the Khalil Roundtree split decision over Dustin Jacoby. An absolute, absolute robbery, as we said, uh, Jacoby. Jacoby should feel like he's coming off a win. And uh, Roundtree, Roundtree, who said he wasn't going to fight again until he gets put in the ea sports video game <laughs> yeah they could expand that game but he's also he's also trying to tell hunter and dana who kind of have no control over that Jeez. to put him in the game but uh maybe by reaching out to them he can get it done but i i honestly suspect we'll see roundtree fighting again before he's in the game <laughs> <So>. <laughs> otherwise he know. might not be fighting again you never know what the way the way yeah. these things go then we had the middleweight fight trishon gore uh, unanimous decision over Josh Friend, 49 seconds in the second round. Uh, if if you see nothing from the show except for one thing, you need to see the finish of this because Friend went for a takedown and Gore grabbed his neck, grabbed his neck, and Friend did any, anything he could to yeah. try to escape that choke. Like he was, he was. He ran up the side of the cage. He was trying to squirm his way out of it. It kind of looked disgusting. Some of the some of the ways he was just locked in because Gore had that tight tight and Friend went out cold. It was just a it was just a brutal guillotine choke. So so kind of go back and find a replay of that if you missed it. Uh, then we had a heavyweight fight. Walter Cortez Acosta unanimous decision over Jared Vandera. The less said, the better. wasn't an exciting fight. Uh, then we had the welterweight co-main event. Max Griffin split decision over Tim Means. And then Arnold Allen over Calvin Cater due to the uh, Cater suffering a knee injury. The finish came eight seconds in the second round after Cater. Just, I think he basically took a step and went right down, and they stopped it right away. Okay, so you know what? It just uh, dawned on me. I think I gave... Um... I think I actually scored that Griffin means fight for Griffin. It was the Costa, a Costa Vandera fight that I, I, I think I scored for Vandera. Um, you know, because I, I thought like a couple of rounds were really close, and uh, and and I did, I did give it to Vandera. So that's the one where 
I was questioning the decision, but I yeah, looked at there the, was a, the media. Yeah, there was a couple of people that gave it to Vandera. I, 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 you know, I thought it was a clear Cortez Acosta win on that one. He he was uh, he was showboating a little too much, and at the end of the In fight, the third, yeah. was kind of giving it back to him a little bit. Um, that was, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was, uh, you know, I think uh, Acosta probably learned a lot from that fight, so hopefully he improves on it afterwards because he, I think he kind of gassed himself out in the first round a little bit. Um, yeah. The uh, bonuses went to uh, no fight of the night, unfortunately. Roundtree uh, doesn't get in the video game, and he got jobbed because he should have won fight of the night. But uh, Christian Rodriguez, Steve Garcia, uh, Roman Delidze, and Trishon Gore all got $50,000 bonuses for fight of the night. And uh, this was from the Apex, so there's no gate, uh, no viewership because it's on ESPN+. And uh, didn't hear a ton of buzz about this one. There was a lot going on this weekend. So, um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think if you didn't see anything, like like Ryan said, check out that submission. And, uh, you know, even the main event is probably worth checking out because Arnold Allen's got on a pretty long win streak. And uh, I think he's a guy. He's going to be fighting for a title soon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, nineteen and one, nineteen and one. Now I think he's what, he, ten and zero in the UFC now. Yeah, 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 ten and zero. Um, and uh, yeah, and he was. Uh, so when we did the show last week, he was an underdog, and by the time the fight started, he was a favorite. So a lot of money came in on Allen during the week, um, and two of my three ROI picks won. So if you if you're still betting along with me on these ROIs, you're you're probably doing pretty well. Um, and, uh, this week we've got ESPN, uh, UFC on ESPN plus 72. So another show from, uh, basically the same as last week from the apex, same time, uh, four o'clock Eastern, three o'clock central. Um, and, uh, headlined by a women's strawweight fight. It's a very similar card to last week in, in a lot of ways, like, you know, similar kind of fighters, you know, people, you know, um, you know, a few prospects, maybe not quite white as well known some of these fighters as last week but um the and the main event is definitely not the marquee value um as the uh, allen fight but maybe as important in the division because uh marina rodriguez is 16 1 and 2 and amanda limos is 12 2 and 1 so the winner here definitely is you know probably deserves a strawweight title shot and probably get one um and uh, yeah it's uh Big fight. They aired a lot of packages because with all these finishes that we had, they had time, and you know they were pushing the main event really hard, and they pushed this this fight uh, pretty well. And uh, I, you know, I don't know. It's two Brazilian fighters that not a lot of people know, and they're good fighters, but it, this isn't something that's going to make you know everyone drop what they're doing on Saturday and tune into UFC, in my opinion. <laughs> but for for big fighters, it or for big fight fans like us, it's you know it's a good fight. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a solid main event. It wasn't supposed to be be the main event. It was supposed yeah. to be this is supposed to be uh, Bryce Mitchell against Mavzari Vloyev, but uh, that one got got nixed when Vloyev uh, pulled out due to injury, and they couldn't get a Bryce Mitchell an opponent on short notice. Uh, so this one gets the late bump up. It's it's a pivotal fight, uh, Charlotte. Marina Rodriguez, she's won four in a row. Uh, she wins this. She definitely has to fight the winner. Of Whaley and Esparza, there's no question about that. And that fight happens, you know, a week later. So, so the timing, timing is right. Uh, Limos, you know, she could get a title shot if she wins. It, you know, I think there might be, you know, she might have to fight again because she did lose her 
previous fight before before last fight which she won so so which kind of knocked her down knocked her down a little bit or two but it's it's a very highly skilled main event i think rodriguez is, should be the clear favorite here i think she's she's just she's a very well-rounded fighter she's good on her feet she's got great wrestling great great submissions uh she's been five rounds before i think this is like her her third or fourth main event so she she knows yeah she knows how to fight this is her third main event main event and then she's i mean she's beaten tisha torres jessica aguilar amanda hebas michelle Waterson, mckenzie dern jan zion and only lost to esparza so she's you know very high level fighter so this uh this very for for a fight that was just on the card that you had to be bump up to the main event main event for I mean, it's a good fight. It's a, it's the kind of fight that should be like headlining these kind of Apex yeah. shows. So so because you give you give exposure to somebody who who will probably be fighting for a title in the next fight out. The only other fight on the card that really could have main evented and would have been a fine main event, I suppose, is Neil Magny and Daniel Rodriguez. But that fight would not really have you know neither one of those guys is you know close to a title shot. Rodriguez maybe closer, but um, you know these are legit top you know, five, you know, contenders in the division and uh, um, well, they're, they're 13th and 14th in the division. But <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, uh, the straw weights. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Plus, yeah. plus Magni and Rodriguez was pushed back from a few weeks, a few weeks. Right. So, yeah. And so. Rodriguez just fought like, like a month ago, right? On yeah. the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. The 279. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just over a month ago. Um, the um, yeah. So, and uh, you know, one thing I, I haven't looked at the, um, the props, and um but i would suspect that the over you know in terms of like the rounds like you know will this fight go the distance or over like four and a half rounds probably getting you know paying you're you're probably getting good money to bet that it won't go the full go the distance or that'll end quick and i will say that i think that this fight could end early um you know most of the time when you look at straw weights especially high level straw weights they have a tendency to go the distance but uh, you know, we've seen Rodriguez get finishes and we've seen Amanda Limos be finished. So I do think that uh, that's, you know, something to keep an eye on. And I don't necessarily think it's a guarantee that we're going to get a 25 minute, you know, um, stand up uh, battle from these two. I, I think, you know, it's a very good chance we're going to finish. So, um, so what are, uh, what are your three fights to watch on, on this card? And, and there's a few interesting ones. Okay. Uh, my, unfortunately, my first fight, to watch or one of the three fights that was gonna be on there got canceled today i was looking forward to excuse me <clears throat> i was looking forward to jalton almeida oh, okay fighting okay. again but uh he was supposed to fight maxine grishan grishan but uh that fight got scrapped from the card just today so okay. uh but uh three fights uh first one is to be a flyweight fight tagir ulan bekov against nate manis ulan bekov is a he's a very Big prospect at flyweight. He's coming off a loss to Tim Elliott, which uh, Tim Elliott is kind of a measuring stick at uh, mm-hmm. flyweight. Flyweight. This is a chance to rebound, uh, you know. And uh, Ulan Bekov is part of the whole Habib team, and uh, he's fighting Nate Manas, who uh, dropped it down to flyweight. He started off three and zero at bantamweight, and then lost to cousin Umar. So he's looking for his revenge against the uh, Nurmagomedov clan. 
our clan in this fight. So that that should be an exciting fight because because both these guys are exciting fighters. Uh, second fight looking forward to lightweight fight: Grant Dawson against Mark Madsen. This fight kind of came together last week, but uh, Grant Dawson he hasn't he hasn't lost in his last ten fights. He's got and he's uh like let's see one two three. It's like six and zero oh with a draw in the UFC. He's looked very good in his fight. In his fights, looks like a like somebody who could be a contender. And then Mark Matson, we have you know the Olympian. You know what you're getting from him. You know he's he's gonna wrestle you, wrestle you. But uh, he's very effective. He's twelve and zero in his career, four and zero in the UFC. Uh, it should be a very interesting ground battle because Dawson has very good wrestling as well. And my third fight to watch is a uh, bantamweight fight: Mario Batista against Benito Lopez. Batista he debuted uh, in the UFC in early 2019, lost to Corey Sanhagen, but he's won four or five since then. Uh, he's uh, coming off a submission win over Brian Kelleher and Benito Lopez, uh, fighting for the first time since July of 2019, but he's from the team alpha male camp. And, uh, he's had a lot of, a, a lot of exciting fights in his career. He's 10 and one and, uh, coming back after 40 months off, be interesting to see how, uh, how he fares, but uh, that should be an exciting fight as well. See, and, and there, there's a couple fights that I'm interested in that you didn't even mention. So, um, Miranda Maverick and Shauna Young, which, uh, I think was supposed to happen, um, a few weeks ago and it got pushed to this card. Ago, yeah. 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 And uh Ginny Fry and Pollyanna Viana is another one. And uh Jake Hadley and Chris Candelario. Hadley's uh, another flyweight prospect that uh you know I think has got a pretty bright future. Uh but my uh my three ROI picks, um, they're all like on the top of the card, actually. Um the I've got uh, in the the main event, uh Marina Rodriguez, uh 64.4% ROI. She's a minus two ten favorite right now, and she's got a three one and two record as a favorite. Um, so she only lost once in six fights as a favorite. Uh, second is Daniel Rodriguez uh, in the co-main, sixty four point six percent ROI, and he is currently a plus one hundred underdog. But I I think you should get your bets in early because I have a feeling that by the time the fight happens, he's going to be a pretty good, pretty nice size favorite, and he's got a two and one record as an underdog. And the third one is Josh Parisian, uh, 61.1% ROI. This one's basically even money, uh, but he's minus 110. So I think technically he's an underdog because I think um, uh, his opponent, Chase Sherman, is minus 120. Uh, but And he's got a one and one record as an underdog. But um, Chase Sherman, I can't see Chase Sherman winning two fights in a row. Um, so I, I think, I think you're pretty safe betting on Josh Parisian in this fight. Um, and yeah, so those are my three, uh, my three ROI picks. And like I said earlier, they've been doing really well lately. I think I'm actually going to up my bets this week. So we'll see, maybe that's going to be my downfall, but, um, I'm, I, I'm making like solid 10, 15% profit every week on these. So I want to just make a little bit more. So, um, yeah, so I don't know if, uh, uh, I guess you can uh, take us through the uh, the rest of this card. Like I said, 15, uh, 13 fights right now. 12, 12 now. 12? Uh, yeah, because I made it in Grisham. Oh, okay. You know what? Yeah, the, the lineup I'm looking at has uh, no number eight. So that must have been the uh, the all-made all aggression because yeah, it's yeah. got – yeah. Are you looking at topology? Yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah, and I, I I didn't even count. I just saw 13, and I didn't realize there was no eight. So, yeah, go ahead with the 12 fights. Okay, yeah. It kicks off on uh, – everything's on ESPN Plus again. Because football, college football dominates Saturdays. Uh, 
uh, just kicks off at four Eastern time. Uh, first fight's a women's bantamweight fight. Tamira's Vidal making her UFC debut against Ramona Pasquale. Then we have a flyweight fight. Carlos Candelario against Jake Hadley. Hadley's a guy I'm super high on. Had a disappointing UFC debut, debut that he lost, but he's looking to bounce back here. Bounce back here, and it's a it's a good opportunity for him to him to bounce back if he can get a win here and show what he has. He does have potential to be a contender and possibly even a champion at flyweight. Flyweight's starting to get loaded with a lot of really strong young talent, and he's one of those. Uh, ben, and then we have a bantamweight fight: Ludwig Sholinian against Johnny Munoz. We have a women's strawweight fight: Pollyanna Viana against Jin Yu Frey. Then bantamweight fight that I talked about, Mario Batista yeah. against Benito Lopez. Then we have the women's flyweight fight, Miranda Mavericks, Shayna Young. They were supposed to fight at UFC 278 there in Utah, but uh, Young had issues making weight, so it got pushed back. Hopefully those issues don't come back this time around. And then it's capped off with a featherweight fight, Derek Minner against Shyalon Nerdin Becky. Then a uh, main card, which is right now five fights. I could see them moving a prelim up. To even it out, but you know, right now five fights at a what? Maybe that Batista fight. Yeah, at a seven Eastern time. But anyway, it kicks off a lightweight fight: Grant Dawson against Mark Matson. Flyweight fight: Tagir Ulan back off against Nate Manez. Then we have our standard Apex heavyweight main card fight: Chase Sherman <laughs> against Josh Breezian. Welterweight co-main event: very big fight: Neil Magny looking to become the all-time. Uh, wins leader, UFC wins leader in the welterweight division is Daniel Rodriguez, and then capped off with the main event women's strawweight fight. Marina Rodriguez looking to get a title shot, uh, but she's got to get through Amanda Lemos first. I forgot to mention, uh, well, I didn't forget to mention, but I wanted to mention Nate Manis, who was in one of your fights to watch. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but he's an honorary Canadian. Honorary Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. He fought like uh, three times in TKO. And, uh, you know, the Quebec promotion. And, uh, yeah. yeah, got a win over my boy Jesse Arnett uh, back in 2018. I watched that fight uh, before he got into UFC. So, yeah, he's a guy I've been keeping an eye on for, for a while now. And uh, it's always good to see him doing well. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that fight, too. Um, Ulan Bekoff, is, uh, he's, he's got to get a win eh? and after losing to Tim Elliott. So th- this should be a banger. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, Saturday, ESPN Plus, TSN in Canada. Uh, I assume uh, if it's not, if it's on Fight Pass, I'm sure Ryan will send me a DM at some point in the next couple of days. Well, uh, I'll keep an eye on what Aaron Bronstetter says. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I will be, I haven't bothered to check the listings yet. Um, and uh, so the, uh, the, so this brings us to our ITC question of the week. And uh, we got through the, um, the preview and the recap pretty fast because I want to spend some time on this. Yeah, I want to have some fun with this too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it was your question, so you tell you tell me what it is, and and we got we got a lot here. Okay, everybody loves to play the play this game. Whether you're whether you're a wrestling fan, a fight fan, a baseball fan, who's trying to pick out what song <laughs> you know he's coming up to a bat in. Everybody has a game. You're you're a fighter. You're told, okay, it's time to pick out your walkout song. Song. What song are you coming out to? Uh, so you're asking me, um, I'm going to let you answer. Yeah. So, and, and I'm like Deborah in the fight game group and it's different if I'm coming out as a fighter or as a, as a wrestler. And so, because you're, this is, this is fighting. You're right. Exactly. I'm just saying, you're walking. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying that my answer would be different if I'm a fighter. Yeah. Um, and for me, if I'm a fighter, my walkout song, I, 
now I would say it will be ballroom blitz by sweet, but the only reason I'm saying ballroom blitz by sweet is because freaking Chris Daukis has my walkout song stolen already, which is Fox on the run by sweet. Um, and uh, that's what I would pick, but he's already got it, so I have to go with Ballroom Blitz. Eh, yeah, yeah, I could see you see you picking something different. I mean, I'm gonna have fun with this because I have all sorts of moves. Oh, I've I always, have, yeah, I have other good. ones, but that's my first. What, one. What's like some backup options you have? Just out of just have some fun with this. Uh, gosh. Um, <laughs> well, there's one. See, okay, so my wrestling one is Karaoke Superstar by um, Super Chick. Um, which is just a, ba- a crazy song, but it would be based on the character that I would have in in uh, thing. Um, Gloria by um, um, Laura Branigan is one for me, and it's because my mom's name was Gloria, okay. and uh, so I would be doing that in memory of her. And just I think it's a really cool song, and I like the way it kind of builds. Um, and yeah, and and. That those are like the the ones that that I kind of you know kind of jump out at me. I'm sure as we're talking, I could come up with some more. Yeah. I asked for people on the Fight Game Media group to give us some, and we got some choices there. And we'll get to those after we hear yours. And he, I think I even got a couple on Twitter. Um, but uh, what 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 was yours? You see, I've thought about this question for so long because there was a time, maybe <laughs> maybe 20 years ago, where I thought about possibly fighting. And that was one of the things I thought about. What if I ever did this? And what song would I walk out to? And so my answer has always come back to to a couple of options. Uh, Rolling Stones, just one of the big three songs of, of the Rolling Stones, in my opinion. Uh, I had always felt like Gimme Shelter was the perfect mm-hmm. song, was the perfect song, especially especially like if, if I was in a UFC main event because, you know, they have that – uh, because of how the walkouts, walkouts time, you know, they're showing you backstage and, and just, you get through that first part part and like you hit, you hit, hit the spot with the fans, right. When Jagger's going like, Ooh, a storm is threatening. Like that's yeah. just perfect. And I, I know, uh, uh, big nog did that, you know, at a couple of shows he came out to, he came out to that song, including at UFC 92, which I was at. And that was like one of my big memories, but also when it comes to Rolling Stones, I don't think you could go wrong with sympathy for the devil or painted black on those two, like, like those two. Perfect. Uh, another option I always thought about was Jimi Hendrix, uh, Jimi Hendrix all along the watchtower. Like that's just to me, like a perfect walk out for a fight song right there, right there. The Jimi Hendrix version. I know a bunch of people have done that song. I would also have some choices for like, if I was, I what? Yo, you there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sent you. I sent you a DM with a song that if I say the name of it, nobody's gonna know. Okay. Um, but I want you to listen to it. And if you can play it, and you you'll hear it, and the listeners won't be able to hear it, but you can tell just from the opening ten seconds of it, it's a perfect walkout yeah. song. This I is my new choice. I didn't hear you talk for talk there for a second, and then no, I didn't say anything. Talk. No, no, I didn't you sent me anything. a link, so I thought maybe maybe something happened. To the, no, 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 no. I sent you the link. The, I want yeah. you to listen to that okay. and tell me that's not a perfect walkout song. And I'll I say will, the name of it so people can I, listen to it. I, uh, I won't listen to it on air because I don't want to. Don't want us to get in trouble. Like one. No, time. you won't hear it. No, the listeners can't hear it. You can listen to it, and and the listeners won't hear it. 
If you're mm. on a computer, you can listen to it. Um, oh, it'll yeah. come through your headphones. What's but the song, yeah, the song is, phone, so. yeah, the song is called Money City Maniac by Sloan. Yeah. It is the perfect entrance music. And this would be my choice. Forget yeah. what I said earlier. Money City Maniacs by Sloan is my walkout music. Yeah. I would also, like, if I were fighting overseas, you know, I'd also pander a little bit. So okay. if I was like, yeah. I was like, if I was fighting in England, I would come out to an Oasis song, probably either either a song called Do You Know What I Mean or uh, Don't Look Back in Anger. Don't, I was going to say Don't Look Back in Anger. Yeah. Because Don't Look Back in Anger is like the perfect, like, yeah. song that the crowd could sing, sing along with you. And if I fight in Ireland, I come out to YouTube "Bullet the Blue Sky" because just something about that song. That's one of the songs like I would listen, like I listen to before I work out. That kind of, you know, how you listen to those songs when you're about to work out, yeah. it gets you kind of pumped up. That's kind of one of those songs that gets me pumped up, pumped up just because the how how it goes. So yeah, your your Canadian pandering song could be uh, "Taking Care of Business" yeah, by uh, be. BTO. That's a good. Could be. That's kind of good. Uh, Probably coming out to yeah. something for something from Drake. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Started from the bottom. Now I'm yeah. here. Yeah, or something, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, uh, Brady. If, it, or if I was fighting in Australia, maybe come out to Crowded House. Don't dream till it's over. <laughs> How about uh, uh, Midnight Oil? Yeah. Like uh, beds are burning. Yeah. Or um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or uh, Blue Sky Mine. Yeah. Blue Sky Mine's a good one. Yeah. I'd have to uh, think of more Canadian Canadian bands to kind of yeah. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's oh, some there's that I'm not thinking thinking of that I can Big League by Tom Cochran or yeah. uh Loving Every Minute of It by Loverboy. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Uh Brady Childs picked Age of Consent by New New Order. I gotta say, like all these choices in um in the uh, a lot of these choices, I should say, not all of them, but some of them I didn't know in the fight game group. And I played the uh the Age of Consent by New Order, and and that's that's a good one. Um, by Brady Childs, uh, Garrett, our boy Garrett, uh, Eric B. and Rakim, don't sweat the technique. I don't know that one. Do you? No, I'm uh, listening to it a bit here. Uh, oh, that's good. That's that's real good, and the video is pretty really good. Uh, NSFW, uh, if you're if you're listening, Justin Payne, who's got incredible taste in music, um, Pantera's Rise. That's a great song for especially for a walkout. And uh uh Chris Samsa, who uh New Japan uh statistician, he picked uh, Anthony Smith's music. Uh I doubt if he knows that it's Anthony Smith's music, but uh because that's he's a great big... that's a good that's a great walkout song though. Yeah, this is how we do it. No, that's Drew Dober. What is Anthony it Drew Smith. Dober? I thought it was yeah, Drew Smith. Dober. Drew Dober because uh, Anthony Smith comes comes out to oh, Return, uh, of, the, Return, Return of, the of the Mac. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So it's yeah. Drew Dober that did this song. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Both great songs. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. Both great songs. I got my Canadian one now that uh, What's I. What's Canadian, Canadian one? Our Lady Peace, Superman's Dead. Like I. Love oh, that that's song. a good one. I love that song. Uh, another good one by Canadian that you probably don't know, but you might want to listen is Push by Moist. Uh, push just a little too late. It's a great, would be a great walkout song. Uh, Deborah Lynn, uh, who is a great wrestling fan and MMA fan, uh, she yeah, watches she UFC MMA every Saturday. Fan, yeah, yeah. Uh, she said, If you're going through hell by Rodney Atkins, I mean, I don't know the song, but sounds like a good one. Yeah. And uh, she also says, For wrestling, she'd use like Eye of the Tiger or Don't Fear the Reaper. Don't Fear the Reaper is a good one, yeah. 
yeah um you know for for either wrestling or or mma so yeah, yeah. i always I always love this topic i always like oh me too about this topic you this is one of those things where you can get like a group of 30 people just around and ask this question and just have just like like just so much you know this it's one of those things you get a group of 30 you have this question you could talk 30 minutes an hour about oh it. yeah yeah, uh, Sebastian, uh, my buddy, uh, bigger wrestling fan than MMA, but he just watched some MMA, and he has a nice poll here. He said he'd rip off Sexyama, which is fine. He hasn't fought in a long time, and come out to Time to Say Goodbye by Andrea Bocelli. Uh, and uh, a guy, G, uh, Fenton Pompey on Twitter, uh, said he'd come out to Kasabian's Clubfoot. Don't know that one, but sounds like be interesting. Um, I think that was all we got mentioned. Um yeah, like there's reasons why you pick certain songs. And again, I go I go back and if you're if you're not familiar with Money City Maniacs by uh by Sloan, just you know, as you're listening, maybe you know, if you've got like a second device or something, like play it and you'll hear it in like the first 10, 15 seconds. And the one thing I always thought was uh that would have been a really good one for Scott Steiner. Um, because it, it starts with the um with the with the uh air air sirens. And uh, and and yeah, it's just a just kind of a you know, like that, like just kind of that entrance music kind of feel. So, um, yeah, I love this stuff. Um, my uh, friend friend Doug and I, I don't think he listens to this show because he's not an MMA fan, but he listens to a lot of the wrestling stuff we do. Um, he um, him and I used to do like um, a fantasy wrestling um, federation that we use dice to figure out the winners and stuff, kind of like D and D, but it was with wrestling. And part of the stuff we did was picking the entrance music. So we would design our characters and we would pick the entrance music. And I even went so far as to do like mixed CDs of the entrance music of all of our wrestlers, like legit CDs. And we would both listen to them in the car. Like it's just, it's so much fun to, to do this stuff. And, uh, you know, I think most of us at some point wanted to be fighters or wrestlers. And, and this is the one thing we all probably even more than what's my finisher going to be, or, you know, what, what discipline am I going to, am I going to be in? It's like, no, what's my music, <laughs> you know, and, yeah, exactly. and what's my outfit going to look like? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I know Tom, uh, our, our buddy, filthy Tom, he thinks about this stuff a lot <laughs> and, and yeah. he's had some memorable <laughs> yeah. entrances. Yeah, I still um, one of my favorite Tom walkouts still was a uh, when he came out to to Goodbye Horses there in Sweden, just because oh. I had just watched Silence of the Lambs recently before that, and just like if you don't know what that song is most fa- famous from, it's just hilarious. Like, like I was like, of course, of all the people to ever, if there's any going to be any person in the UFC to walk out to this song, it'd be Tom. Okay, so what is your favorite all-time uh, walkout song for for a specific fighter? First, uh, uh, Vanderlei Sandstorm. Okay, I, that, I, I mean that 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 was just that was so per- so perfect. Right I I have a hard time picking between three, and I would say Wild Boys um, for uh, Mer- uh, Crow Cop um, and uh, uh, Bad Reputation. Veranda, yeah, and uh, um, California Love for uh, your eye favor, yeah. The California um, Love is a big, yeah. Been, Cowboy, yeah. I've, I mean, I've been, I've been in so many, so many buildings with so many memorable like walkouts. I mean, Connor, Connor to you know, Notorious Big. That's you know, that's famous, right? Oh, there. you know what? I got fame. chills from the the Connor entrance uh, for the fight at one eighty nine. 
Yeah. With, yeah oh was, my yeah. god, I I had chills like watching that. Like, and that was uh, they had he had uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Sinead, right? Singing for yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't even hear it. Yeah, because <laughs> the crowd was just so into it. Yeah, and yeah. I remember, I remember just watching Pride and Vanderlei Silva's entrances were always one of those things. And I was, uh, I was always too young to go to Japan. Pan, I never got to go to Japan for a Pride show, but I went to the one that they brought in Vegas, and he he fought there. And then, of course, his, two of his two of his UFC fights, the Liddell fight and the Rampage fight, I was at, and just you know that feeling when Sandstorm would started playing and it was just like like that one that one probably gave me more goosebumps than any uh mma walkout ever just because vanderley was also kind of you know kind of one of my early favorites so yeah that was, that, was, that was also a big thing you know my um yeah my yeah my biggest goosebump one would have been would definitely been the connor uh at, yeah. at 189 and, and like i said i couldn't even hear it but it was just the atmosphere and and just being there uh and then my my guilty pleasure kind of one was uh was always and i know that korean zombie uses it now but uh asling daily for a uh, zombie <laughs> um, i that's always going to be her song to me um, and I always get goosebumps. Like I've been to a lot of John Jones's fights, but anytime John jo- Jones fights, I always get goosebumps when he walks out. Cause he always has a pretty good mixture of songs. And it's just like, and I also get goosebumps. Cause you're like, say what you will about John Jones, but you're probably seeing the best fighter, the yeah. most talented fighter of all time fighting. And so I just get goosebumps whenever, like I'm in the building and he's coming out. So, well, and that was kind of probably how people used to feel as well with, um, uh, Jose Aldo and run this town. Oh yeah, um, Jose Aldo yeah. run this towel. Yeah. Also, uh, like, like I yeah. yeah, I've been in been in there for a few Aldo fights too. So yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, and uh, and and yeah, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, let us know. Uh, send us a, a DM or tag us on Twitter and let us know what your favorite uh, thing is. Or if you're in the fight game group, uh, find that thread and just just answer in it. And uh, and we'll um, I'll put uh, I'll timestamp this. And we may not put it on YouTube, but I'll just kind of timestamp it and say, hey, if you want to listen to this section, you you know, here's where it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, next we're going to do our We Have to Talk About segment, which will kind of segue into our news. But um, you want to talk about, uh, and you sent me the the video, um, but you want to rant about uh, Josh Thompson and okay. uh, the uh, speech he gave on the role of MMA media. Okay, did you, did you watch that video? I didn't. I'm you did. sorry. Okay, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Yeah. But uh, he was Josh Thompson. Let's just say, first off, Josh Thompson, he's technically in MMA media right now because if you have a podcast. Technically? Yeah. You know, in, in a way, he has a I mean, him and big John McCarthy have. A, he's also a freaking announcer on Bellator. Yeah. We'll just, but I mean, but they have a podcast that's supposed to be unbiased, yeah. you know. True. Unbiased yeah. where they talk everything in MMA. So technically. But anyway. He was getting on to the media and uh, he was talking about this Bellator show in Japan that, granted, is still two months away from happening. But he's saying he was talking about how the MMA media should do a better job of promoting that show. First (laughs) off, first off. MMA, the media are not the promoters. Like what, you know, I don't hear the word promoter in the, in the word journalist. Like it's the promotions job to promote the event. It's the, it's the, it's Scott Coker's job to promote the event. It's the fighter's job to promote the event. The MMA, the media's job is to cover 
the event. And he's he's just sitting there trying to claim that it's not going to get the attention that a that a that a UFC show will get. Blah blah blah. This and that. Maybe yes, maybe no. The things that are hurting that Bellator that Bellator show in Japan is the fact that it's in Japan, and it's also not airing live anywhere. It's on tape delay, so yeah. so that already hurts coverage. And uh, but let's be honest, like a big Bellator show, like the one that's coming up in Chicago. Or the one that just happened in Long Beach, they get the same fair amount of coverage that a UFC gets. UFC gets. And another thing that Josh Thompson also said is that he believes that MMA media is afraid to promote Bellator because they'll lose their UFC credentials, which is the most bullshit thing in the entire world. The UFC, I mean, first off, like the people who control the credentials are the PR people. It's not Dana. It's not Hunter Campbell. It's not any, it's not any of those, any of those. It's you know, it's the people who run run the PR, who run the PR really, like Chris Costello, not Nobby. If you if you know these people, if you go to UFC, if you're you know media to UFC shows, you know these people. They're the ones that can control that. They don't give a fuck if you're if you are, go to Bellator shows or LFA shows or PFL shows or. Combate or anything, anything. I have been credentialed to every single MMA promotion. They don't care. UFC doesn't care. They don't give two shits. And I mean, the only two people that are actually, they, and they won't pull credentials or ban anybody because, because, uh, because of that. The only people that are actually even banned from UFC shows is Josh Gross. Josh Gross because he spoiled an Ultimate Fighter back in 2006, and Loretta Hunt. Hunt, who had an issue with Dana back in 2008. I don't even think those people really cover the sport anymore. I don't know no. of anybody else who's who's banned. I know Jonathan Snowda. Snowda claims he's banned, but I've never actually seen proof that he's banned. And Ariel got kicked out, get got kicked out, but it got rescinded, rescinded, and it was always going to get rescinded no matter what because because it was Ariel, Ariel, yeah. and they were just mad at him because because they were paying because he broke. Because he did something unethical in their in their minds and broke a story that that they asked him to save, save because they felt justified to asking him to save it because they were paying him, and he went, you know, and he basically kind of he kind of broke his breached his own contract that he had with the UFC at that time with that, so so we'll put it yeah we'll put it out of out of, out of that way that way they're not gonna ban people. Or pull no. credentials for people who go co- cover a Bellator show. Josh Thompson's an idiot, <laughs> and uh, just uh, and like I said, the the crux of the point it's not it's not the media's job to promote a show, it's the promotion's job and the promoter's job to promote the show. That's why the word promote is in those titles. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, you're gonna the show's gonna get fair coverage. Is it gonna get is is a Japan is a Bellator show in Japan gonna get the same kind of coverage that? That a UFC show, that UFC 282 in Las Vegas didn't get, probably not. But there's a whole lot of reasons to reasons for that. For that, one is one is the financial thing. A lot of these, a lot of these websites, they they pay based on what gets clicks. Yeah, gets clicks, and their revenue is based on what gets clicks. Hate to say it, but you all the UFC stuff gets way more clicks than anything else. Anything else? This is why you see so much Jake Paul stuff. Mm-hmm. On MMA, on MMA stuff because it gets clicks and they get revenue from it. That's why they, that's why they cover it. I, I mean, I know people hate it, hate it, but let's be realistic. These, 
these companies, you know, MMA junkie, MMA fighting, you know, they're, they got to make money. So, so they got to get revenue, revenue. So let them cover what they cover. But, but, and also like when you're sending people to cover shows, I mean, sending people to cover a bell tour in Japan, that's not necessarily a cheap trip. No. So, so as opposed to like, as opposed to like, you know, these large companies like, like MMA junkie, they have, they have a bunch of different employees who live all over, all over the U S and Canada. They have Mike Bond in Canada, then Nolan King up in, up in Boston. They have, they have Matt Wells who lives here, here in the DFW area, area like I do, like I do. They have people who live in Las Vegas, like all these different companies. They have people who logistically can go, go to shows, go to shows. And, but the point is, Josh Thompson, you're an idiot. It's Bellator's job to promote the show, and they do terrible at yes. promoting their own shows. On a scale of one to ten, I'd probably give them a three, whereas UFC is like a nine or a ten because UFC is constantly promoting everything. And of course, they have the ESPN, ESPN, you know, to build them up. But also, like I have show or I had Showtime, and I barely see any commercials for Bellator on that. I don't see any promotion on Paramount Plus, which has Bellator replays. I don't see any promotion ever for Bellator. So that, that is the key. Like you talked about, like it's not the media's job to promote, it's their broadcast partner's job to promote, and they're not doing it. I was gonna say that, and you just brought it up. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, CBS, you know, could be airing commercials for Bellator. Hey, on Paramount Plus this week, you know, that's their streaming service. Um, you know, there's gonna be a Bellator show. You know, you put it on during the football game. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, they'd get more viewers, but they don't. And, and the problem is like, even us, like, yeah, you mean, maybe we could talk more about Bellator, but you know what? People don't want to hear about it. Um, you know, we, we, we clip stuff for the YouTube channel and, you know, it's usually going to be stuff about John Jones and Conor McGregor and Patty Pimblett and, you know, the, the people that people want to hear about. If we're talking about, uh, Benson Henderson and, uh, um, uh, Ryan Bader and AJ McKee, you know, they're, great fighters but nobody cares um and if they do then we'll talk about it yeah so. it's just i mean and yeah josh also you work for bellator it's your job to help promote that show your yeah, broadcast probably got ufc show. guests on his podcast so i don't know about that but oh yeah, yeah. well probably not after this yeah. um yeah so yeah that was good i i i, I still have it I'll, I'll probably watch it now that you've told me what it's about you kind of got me fired up <laughs> and uh, it's yeah. Just, yeah, i mean he josh thompson has been known lately and more and more for making idiotic comments and this is one of the more dumb ones that i've heard and and i kind of really felt like offended as a media member member yep. basically being told that y'all are afraid to cover Bellator, Bellator because you're afraid of getting shut out by the UFC, which is categorically 100% false. Because, like I said, they don't care. Well, and, and the other thing is, honestly, like to get credentialed for UFC, like, I mean, you appreciate it and you get a great vantage point, you get good access and everything like that, but you can cover UFC without going to the shows. I mean, that's the other thing, you know, um, it's great that, that you can and that you get credentialed, but you know, the way that the broadcasts are now and, and the fact that, you know, half the shows are at the apex. I mean, most, most journal, most MMA journalists aren't even going to the shows anymore. Um, you know, you still go to fair number and, and there's a few, you know, like John Morgan, that's there, all of them. But, um, you know, there's a lot of high level MMA reporters that don't go to any anymore. So, and, and, and to get a little inside baseball, 
not you know this is me being 100 percent honest i've been a credential to every every company i've covered every company bellator ufc pfl strike yeah. force when exists strike force when exists bellator under two different presidents so bellator under under uh, bjorn and bellator under scott coker nobody treats the media better than the ufc does no they don't yeah, that's they don't. true Bellator, and they, Bellator, yeah. Bellator, they they sit the media behind fans, behind fans, and a lot of times those fans are standing in front, so you really can't see. And they also don't, you know, you know, not saying that this makes a difference, but they don't provide food and drinks for the media people. Whereas no. UFC is just like constantly like taking taking care of the media. It's it's a you know, it's it, well. You get a workstation where you can set yeah, up your laptop, yeah. and I mean, yeah. you, you know, you see it in the background on on all the fights, like you know that front row of media members, like and the and the backstage is just kind of the yeah. kind of the same way too. Yep, so. yep. At the big shows, yeah. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get in. Let's get right into the news. And I mentioned uh, John Jones, and uh, he kicks off the news segment. We got some updates, and I assume this is like the tweets that uh, that that Jones has been sending out this week. Yeah, yeah, it was Jones. He was uh, tweeting at Stepe to sign the contract for USC two two eighty two, and uh, I, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you know, it ain't happening. A UFC no. 282. A, no. I mean, I could, you know, unless they pull out a, a miracle out of their out, out of their ass. But that card's filled, and they're already promoting in Vegas and and mm-hmm. on tickets with uh, Yuri and Glover, the main event. So, so I mean, you know, if they thought if they thought they were going to sign this fight, they wouldn't have put the tickets on sale. Yeah, yeah, because. I don't, the, the tick, the I don't know what the tick. They would up. I don't know what the. I don't know what the prices are for, for right now. But yeah, they would have hold. They would have held off if it if they felt like it was, if it was like at ninety percent done. They would have held held off because yeah, they could charge more, especially for the first John Jones fight, nearly three years. So yeah, like, uh, just pulling. Uh, I I was thought I was going to be able to pull up the the ticket, but I can't. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Act. So like on access. Yeah, I, I got the act. It just doesn't have the prices. Um, yeah. I'd have to go into it a little bit more. But yeah, because they sent out a press release on Friday uh, or last week. Uh, actually, it was the day after we recorded and uh, basically announcing the main event. And it's titled like Prashaska versus Deshera 2. Now, I mean, they, they make changes and stuff and they suppose they could. But the, the value in having a John Jones fight is the ticket sales because the pay-per-view money is locked in. So they're not going to they're not going to make a John Jones fight and not put the tickets on sale with him not on the card. <laughs> yeah. That is that would just be yeah. stupid. Another thing that also is kind of telling to me, like if you go to the ESPN and their and their schedule of events, they have UFC two eighty two listed as UFC two eighty two uh Prochaska versus the yeah. Sheraton two, whereas UFC two eighty three, which already has Moreno and Figueredo four on there, but they don't have it like it doesn't say it just says UFC two eighty three. It doesn't say UFC two eighty three Figueredo versus Moreno four, which also screams like may, like they're trying to make a bigger main event for that show too. So. And we, and and that one's in Brazil. Brazil, and this I mean Prashaska and Shara would have been a perfect main event for that card. Yeah. So the fact that they are putting that on two eighty two means they've either got something bigger or you know they're they're still working on it, but they needed a main event for this show, and because uh, they wanted to make sure tickets went on sale. I mean that's that's six six weeks away now. 
Yeah. Um, you know, December 10th. So, um, you know, as you're listening to this, it's, uh, it's November 1st already. So, uh, yeah, that's not that far away. Yep. But, um, uh, and, and also yes. on UFC 282. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to, you tell me. Yeah. Uh, Raul Rosas, the, the, uh, 17 year old who got signed off the contender series. He's 18 now. Now he's making his UFC debut on that show against, wow. uh, Jay Perrin. Wow. And that um they sent out the um the list of matches on the card on their press release and he's not on there. So that that was a very that was, recent. Yeah, that that was made after the press release was sent out. They have uh yeah, big a lot of big fights. Chris Curtis on that card, uh, uh Rosenstruck, Dolce Lungiambula against Coach Edmund, uh Darren Till and Dreykus Duplessis. Uh, Alexander Gustafson and o- OSP, Robbie Lawler and Santiago Ponzinibbio, and of course Patty, uh, the baddie fighting uh, gritty veteran Jared Gordon, as they put it on the on the uh, press release. Bryce Mitchell against Ilya Tapiria, which might be the best fight on that card. And that's not even on their uh, on their rundown. Yeah, it's uh, on the card though. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's weird though. Eh? Um, oh, you know what? They've got some. Yeah, no, they they yeah they don't even mention that one. That's so weird. Mm. Um, but wasn't I, signed, wasn't signed before the press release went out. That's gotcha. Why. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot of big fights on that card. Uh, let me get back to the notes here. Uh, next. Uh, oh yeah. So what happened in the uh, Paul Silva fight that happened on Saturday? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we had Jake Paul against Anderson Silva this past weekend, and Jake Paul won decision. I don't think anybody's surprised about it. About no. it. And I mean, you know, Anderson Silva, as great as he is, forty-seven years old, and uh. It was competitive from what I've heard. I didn't watch it, but uh, no, the main yeah. stuff I wanted to talk about on that is, yeah, they're they're very clearly trying to build up Jake Paul against Nate Diaz because there was um, several confrontations during the week between the Paul camp and the Diaz camp. So I guess we're going to end up getting that next year. Maybe. That's going to draw. Yeah, that one might. That's that's yeah. Jake. I feel like that's Jake Paul's only chance. I mean, we'll see how this one did. I mean, the crowd was sparse there. Did you see? It's, did you see my prediction? No. Yeah, because Dave Meltzer was asking for predictions, and I said eighty thousand. I, I mean, I yeah. you know I got kind of joked at about that, but I don't think I'm that far off. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, because I think yeah. the Woodley fight did like one twenty five. Yeah, this also came on during like. Heavy college football competition. Yep. People are done with the Jake Paul thing. Like yeah. he need, he needs Nate Diaz more than Nate Diaz needs him. You and, said uh, the crowd was sparse because they sold a lot of tickets. So I guess maybe a lot of people didn't show up, or maybe scalpers bought saw, them or something. Scalpers bought them. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that arena. That looked it looked maybe half full. Okay. Yeah. No. Because uh, Dave Meltzer, when he reported on, it, he said they sold a lot of tickets, but he didn't like talk about like. He he didn't see the fight, so he didn't uh, talk about the crowd. He just said they sold a lot of tickets, or they did a good gate. I think is the way he put it. So it may be also that they charge a lot of money for the. They tickets. did a good gate. I know that yeah. that much. Yeah. So, but, so that could just be you know high ticket yeah. prices. Um, you've got some GSP news. What's that? Oh, he was he was part of the whole festivities this weekend with the uh, Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. Oh really? He, uh, but yeah, he said uh, his UFC contract. You know, it, it freezes or something whenever he retires or something. But anyway, it's a uh, it's over. So technically, he's a free agent, and he he said never say never when it comes to a combat sports return. And he he specifically said combat sports return, not MMA return. So well, clearly that's another one they could do. You know, or GSP either. Silva boxing. 
Oh, okay. I was thinking more Paul and GSP, but um, they were talking. There's a lot of people talking about Silva and GSP in a boxing match. Well, they could do that, and um, on the undercard of Paul Diaz, and then have you know the winners face each other, you know, or yeah. or even just have that as a separate event. Yeah, because uh, I, I think GSP Silva in a boxing match would draw too. I'm I'm one of the biggest GSP fans in the world. There. He's my all-time favorite fighter. Fighter, like you know, so I'll admit that. I just I don't want to see him compete again. He, I think he just he had just you know what I mean it's it's uh, I don't I only want to see him fighting MMA again. And and if he's not going to do that, I just I have no desire to see him fight again or do anything. Yeah, again. I don't so, watch any of these gimmick fights anymore. Yeah, so. I don't want to see I don't want to see him waste his time in gimmick fights. He doesn't need the money, and he doesn't need. And he was also somebody who was. Very like talked very big about the brain and all that, mm-hmm. all that one that protects his brain. I don't want to see him do anything stupid. You know, I I, I mean I would want to see him fight again if if they make the fight the right fight because he's still not that old. I mean, yeah, you know he's what thirty six. I mean yeah, if you want to bring him back to fight Conor McGregor, or yeah, something, something like that, That'd or something cool. like that, or you know, yeah. you know, or Leon Edwards, or you know, you know. yeah, you know, yeah, you don't want to see him going against. Uh, um, um, like uh, I'd even or anything. I'd even buy GSP against Colby Covington. I think that would be. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want to see him fighting the middleweight division again because he yeah, no. he took a lot of punishment against Bisping, even though he won. Um, yeah, and just, Bisping was not, you know, was not even close to the top fighter in in yeah. the in the division at the time. He just you know had won the title. Um. Okay. What's going on in the uh, bantamweight division? You got Aljamain Sterling, Henry Cejudo, Sean O'Malley. They're just trying okay. to work all that out. Yeah. They were. There was already talk about doing Sterling and Cejudo in Australia at UFC 284, but Aljamain Sterling is talking about not wanting to fight till June or July at the earliest, and uh, he's suggesting Cejudo fights O'Malley for for title shot. I'm just gonna say this much. I mean. Sterling took no damage in the Dillashaw fight. I don't know if he has any pre-existing injuries, injuries, but there's been a trend a lot lately of <laughs> of fighters who are willing to fight three or four times a year to get that title shot, but when they win the title, suddenly they only want to fight once or twice a year. This is why we have to appreciate guys like <laughs> Carlos like, Barza <laughs> and Aljamain starting to prove prove to be another one of those. Yeah, one of those. You know that. Remember how I said. Said I was surprised that Islam wanted to fight Volkanovski so soon, so yeah. soon because I fully expected Islam to win the title, and we don't, you know, here in October we don't hear from him again until May, you know. Yeah. So, so there's there's just a lot of a lot of it. There's a lot of this going going on with fighters not winning titles and not wanting to fight, not wanting to fight as much as they were they were. That's why you got to appreciate guys like Izzy and even Volkanovski, who was talking about willing being willing to fight. You know, defend two titles at one once. I mean, Figueroa's another example of a guy who who went from fighting three, four times a year to suddenly fighting once or twice when he got the title. Yeah, title. I mean, I know they like to hold off title fights for pay per views, and, and they're only running twelve pay per views a year. But also, but also, they've had to cancel pay per views because they don't have title fights because some of these fighters yeah. don't want to fight. I mean, even Usman was even Usman's been on a one or two fight a year schedule. So yeah. So it's just like we need these champions more active, more active. And I don't, I don't like this idea of Sterling, you know, openly saying, saying I'm not coming back till June or July, because like 
that holds up in the division far more than the guy fighting with an injury like Dill- Dillashaw did. You know, Dillashaw was sitting there apologizing about how he didn't want to hold up the divi- division, a champion fighting and then saying, I'm taking nine months off before I fight again, fight again even though I'm not hurt. That holds up a division more than anything. You know, we talk yeah. about all this all this backlog at featherweight, you know, man. And now we and we have a ton of backlog at bantamweight. Now and you have a champ that wants to fight once a year. It's you know, UFC needs to be telling these guys, champions, you still need to commit to three fights a year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Askar Askarov is gone from UFC. Uh, yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, he's big, a uh, big flyweight contender who, uh, he, you know, he was coming off that loss to Kai Kara France, and uh, he was supposed to fight Brandon Royval a couple weeks ago, but he was having trouble missing weight. Wait, he uh, he requested his release from the UFC for uh, due to health issues. He's saying he has a, he's having health issues. I guess he too big to make flyweight, and he was trying to make flyweight and couldn't, and it caused a whole bunch of health issues. And UFC just you know requested you know they they granted his request, so uh, hmm. you know, he may be back sometime soon, but we won't be seeing him in the UFC for a little while, which is kind of a surprise because he was yeah he was ranked third in the division. So well, and and he also he had the fight against Alex Perez as well that, that he pulled out of. So yeah. I assume is also similar issues um yeah hopefully he gets his stuff together maybe comes back as a bantamweight or something um although he seems a little small for bantamweight but um and uh and then a bunch of other ufc cuts most of these names are people we thought would get cut but you can tell some of the names cuts or or non-renewals of contracts whatever yeah however you want to call it but uh misha sirkinoff is probably the biggest name on the list yeah list he's been around for a while uh christoph jocko is another one louis koske Nick Maximov, who's the uh, training partner of the Diaz brothers, but he was in the UFC a little too early. Uh, yeah. Magomed Mustafaev, which is kind of a uh, that's that one's kind of a surprise, I think. Uh, then you have Charlie Ontiveros, Jesse Ronson, Cameron Van Camp, and Darian Weeks, all low-level fighters who uh, I don't know if any of them was actually won in the UFC. Maybe I think Weeks might have won one fight, but everybody else is winless. So not no, nobody really unexpected. Two Canadians on that list, and there's only like 14 Canadians on the roster. So yeah, well, now I mean, there's 12. If, <laughs> I mean, if you're Canadian, American, Brazilian, Japanese, Mexican, whatever, yeah, you'll you get a call. If again. you don't, if you don't win, you ain't gonna keep a job. So no, but if also if you if you keep fighting and you get wins on the regional scene, you'll get a call when they run your territory. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, Jason Witt retired. Yeah, uh, just, yeah it's I mean, not surprising given, you know, four knockouts in two years, but still yeah, too bad. You know, lower level, lower level UFC fighter, 35 year, years old. But uh, yeah, he fought a lot in the regional scene, scene, you know, two and four in the UFC. UFC kind of a guy. He was one of those, uh, like he fought so much on the regional scene. You kind of wonder if he was ever going to get a shot. And the pandemic gave a lot of, a lot of guys like him. They're shot, and you know he got to have six UFC fights, and you know got to have you know make his name. He had a really fun fight with Brian Barberina, you know, yeah. earlier this year. But uh, I think it was earlier this year, or late last year, one of those two. But yeah, you know, just you know he he announced his retirement today. So that's uh, yeah, too bad. Thirty five though, and uh, yeah, probably when you when you're you know on the other side of thirty five, and and you've had four knockouts and two years um that's probably a sign and uh the last two were particularly brutal against josh quinlan and philip Rowe. so yeah 
um yeah so uh yeah good luck to him and uh again hopefully uh everything goes well for him and we don't see him in bare knuckle fighting uh <laughs> down the road um, which a lot of these guys tend to do. And uh, to close off the show, we got a few fight announcements. Uh, there's one big one, and the rest are kind of meh, <laughs> in my opinion. I don't know what you think. Uh, yeah, nothing really major this week. There was only, I think there was, you know, Bellator and uh, Ryzen announced those fights. So yeah. Four, five, four fights. I don't have them listed here, but it's all UFC stuff. There's only like seven fights, but a uh, UFC fight night on November 19th, light heavyweight fight. Ion Kudalaba against Kennedy and Chuck Wu. That might be pretty exciting. Uh, we talked about Rosas. Uh, then fights next year. UFC fight night, January 14th. Uh, David Onama against Jarno Ahrens. Uh, UFC 283 in Rio. Terrence McKinney against Ismail Bonfim. That's a... Uh, Bonfim's making his debut, and both Bonfim brothers are fighting on the show. Oh, but right. Ter- but Terrence McKinney is a tough first fight. Yeah. And Terrence McKinney has a ton of potential. Yeah, McKinney lost to Drew Dober, but Drew Dober is good, and McKinney took that fight on 10, day- 10 days' notice after he, had, after he had just fought, and it was a huge step up. But Terrence McKinney is super talented. And yeah. uh, just, you know, a couple other fights. Uh Tyson Pedro looks to have a gimme fight again in in uh, Australia, fighting the debuting fighter Zhang Mingyang. However you say that, Zhang Mingyang. Yeah, Zhang Mingyang. I think he's good, but Tyson Pedro is, you know, ever since he came back, he's been in some, you know, fights that are designed for him to win, and this is another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is uh, that is the fight announcement. So yeah, we're uh, starting to book the first couple months of 2023. Can't believe uh, we're almost there, and that'll be our 2021. 20, 20, that'll be like our fourth calendar year of doing this show. Yeah. We started in 2020. Oh, and uh, I did hear there's a uh, February 18th fight night that's going to be in the U.S. That's not going to be at the Apex. I don't know Yay! where it's going to be, but maybe you know that's you know the first. First U.S. show, the first show of the year is at the Apex, unfortunately. But then we have the Rio card, then we have the South Korea card, then the Australia card, and then looks like this is going to be the fifth show of the year somewhere in the U.S. That's not the Apex. From February fourth is the Apex. Uh, February fourth is February fourth, South Korea. Oh, fe- okay, February fourth, South Korea. Okay, Jan- uh, January fourteenth, the Apex show. Oh, okay, perfect. Okay, yeah. so that is uh, that. That is that, and so uh, so for. Uh, all you uh, listeners out there, we'll close off the show. Uh, you can check out Ryan's coverage of UFC 280, 80, yeah, in in the uh, Wrestling Observer this past weekend. Or was it 81? It was 80, right? 80, yeah. It's 280, yeah. I just read it. I, sh- I should remember, but um, that, yeah, that that uh, that was in the um, that that was in the Observer this past weekend, and uh, and then of course this coming weekend you'll have coverage of uh, this past weekend show that we just reviewed here, as well as uh, live coverage on the Observer website of uh, UFC on ESPN Plus 72. Uh, while everyone's watching college football, Ryan and I'll be watching MMA and uh, Crown Jewel uh, as well this, this week. Um, I will not and- be watching that. I I will because I don't care about the blood money. I'm I'm uh, I'm just a habitual wrestling fan. You're um, and <laughs> I know I know. Uh, unless there's a woman of wrestling show on. Um, he's on so the for, He's on the payroll, guys. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> AW too. Uh, ever since John Cena started following me. 
Um, see, I said I was going to mention Twitter. Um, and, uh, and, and I've got, I've got the dynamite show on, um, on the, uh, Patreon, uh, which will be Wednesday night after AW dynamite, uh, cause I'm on their payroll too. And, uh, then this weekend I might have a, have something going on, on the, uh, on the wrestling observer site. I, it's not finalized yet, but I'll, uh, I'll check out my Twitter and I'll post on it if, if it's going to happen. Um, but, uh, and yeah, so Ryan, uh, unless you got anything else you want to plug, why don't you take us home? Like you always do. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great night and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later.